Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another horrific review. Ah, here we go. Um, this one is a bit strange. I'm still not 100% sure how I feel about it. Blood Red Sky. I found it on Netflix. Like I said, I'm going through this. Uh, I'm trying to find movies in the last like couple of years uh, because there's been a whole disjoint, I think, with movies being created and releases and everything's kind of got messed up. So I think there's a lot of movies have fallen through the cracks, if that makes sense. And I'm trying to like scoop them up and watch stuff. Plus there's not much coming out right now. You know, everything's waiting to Halloween. So this is its sort of slump period in movies and then Halloween just like boom, 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 loads of stuff. So we all know how it goes. I'm already for it. And it's all good. But yeah, that's one. It's a bit of a slow burner, sort of an action flick, but it's not. So to start off, we've got um, we kid going to an airport. I think they're flying from London, London or Europe anyway, but they're heading transatlantic uh, flight over to New York. Got wee boy Eli, he's, um, is he Eli? characters Elias sorry Elias uh sorry he was the last movie <laughs> or two movies ago I was talking about flip I'm, I'm talking about too much crap in the world I can't keep track but yeah uh, Elias he's checking in for his mother his mother's on a video call with a doctor she's got a blood condition um by the way by the title and stuff this is a vampire movie so that's her blood condition you know not really giving away what spoilers are but She's found a doctor that can help her with a transfusion, apparently, and get that sorted. So that's what she's doing, traveling over. Um, that's strange having the weekend, you know, check in and stuff. You've just done the later flight, so another setting up the scene, but it's a bit weird. Um, we could have done like a hotel room or something, or doing the video call and then heading to the airport. You know, it's a bit weird. But then what they wanted to do was set up the sun meeting. Um, uh, Farid, I think it is. Uh. This guy apparently is going to a conference. Eli's like, Elias, sorry, is like confident kid. Introduce himself. He's highly intelligent. No, that's what they're bringing. Him. He just introduces himself. Uh, sorry, um, Farad helps him with the bag. That's what I was checking in. But she's leaving your kids to flip and carry big suitcases. I know, <laughs> I'm no fan of kids, like, but um, that's a bit much. Here, kid, you go and check the bags in. Right? Okay. And they're bloody heavy and you can barely lift it up onto the uh scale but we'll, we'll glance past that it's just set up to meet far anyway the character um so he's supposed to be going over for an engineering conf conference um on flight yada 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 and then we're seeing nudge nudge wink wink between people getting on the you know nefarious type stuff um looking so you kind of know it's going to be a hijack that's the kind of theme of the movie anyway but you see it's all getting set up and then flight takes off boom everything comes to so it turns out there's like four people in the crew they've had the ground crew involved because they've had weapons on board the co-pilot is involved and it's a whole team of about eight blokes you know Kind of this hijack, and that's what they do. Um, turns out 
uh, Elias won't do as he's told. He's won't, um, I don't know. He's a he's a hard kid. The you're, you're trying to have a bit of a funny baby. His mother says sit still and he tries running about and stuff. Uh, gets a bit annoying. And then what happens is he runs, she goes to catch him, she gets shot. You know, that's it, and she gets dumped down the cargo hold. Um, what they've done is they find out with Farid and there's three other guy, two other guys, sorry. Um, effectively they've been invited to this conference. It turns out it's a setup because they wanted to look like Islamic extreme extremists have hijacked the plane and they've actually got them to the reading out something. Uh Farid tries to write something different. There's an Egyptian guy who apparently doesn't speak Arabic. Sorry, of Egyptian origin, but doesn't speak Arabic. So he couldn't read out the start and they're, you know, good scene actually. They did it, uh, terrified. Dominic Purcell's in this. He's like the, the most well known character. And you know him, he's he normally plays the thug or whatever else, gives solid performances. Um, so he's just, you know, doing the usual. Um, I've no problem with that in the cast or anything. I mean, they all give their kind of performances, so that's cool. Um, yeah, so he, um, the first guy couldn't read out. Farid takes it and then he tries to put in, we've been made, you know, speaking in Arabic, oh, we've been made to say this. So the first guy gets shot and, he, and then we find out that Donald Purcell's character can speak Arabic fluently. So he, you know, the all is set up to read out the ransom um, and recording it. So this goes on. Turns out this is all scam. Um, they want to make it look like a terrorist attack. Because they want the plane to crash, and it's all about messing with the stock market and that. Which, in today's day and age, you can actually friggin' believe it. Before that would have been incomprehensible, you know, you just think it was mad people. But when you see the way these banker types are, and the fact that nothing's ever enough for them, and they're just hateful, horrible people, <laughs> you can understand that they would actually quite happily crash a plane just to get a few more points in the stock market. It's, uh, I think that's a kind of sad, tragic thing about this movie is it actually highlights right in your face that no, this isn't fantasy, this isn't over the top anymore. This is actually completely believable. God, we've had, you know, we've had these absolute felt they're happy for war to go on now, and it's always been that way. But I mean, it's really hyped up that these people are just happy to destroy lives. And the thing is, it's not even real money they're playing with because. They don't get a bigger mansion, they don't get anything, they just get more points on a spreadsheet. And the whole mentality, like that's I think that's why I've neglected my career over the years, because I do not want to interact with these sort of people. I don't want to swim in them circles. Uh even middle management uh, is disgusting. You know, the sort of people who go into middle management. I have no interest. Um, but this movie kind of brings that to the fore. Maybe that's why I was left a bit of a bad taste in my mouth, because I can kind of see some Billionaire flipping string puller setting this all up just to play a stupid game, which in the end it's not as if normally people resort to extreme actions when they're about to lose everything, but these people don't. This is just day to day life, and like I say, we're seeing it today. Um, everyone's being wound up against each other, put at each other's throats. Um, this constant aggro, uh, you see the media doing it just to keep people wound up and on edge just so they can get clicks 
because there's no news, so they have to invent news, and it's um, you know, I mean, this movie's just a reflection of that world. I think that's what I find kind of depressing about it because, yeah, uh, it's not fantasy. It's not out there. It's actually in the realms of, yeah, some fucker would go and crash a plane just to get a few points in the stock market. But there we go. Um, then we have uh, Nadja, uh, the main character. She's in the, and this is about, I think, yeah. She's in the cargo hold. Supposed to be dead. She come, sort of comes back to because she's a vampire. Uh, we see a bit of flashback scenes to how she got turned in the first place. Um, this is the bit that gets me. This has been going on for a while now. They're mixing the vampire genre with the zombie genre. And almost with the world, you know what I mean? There's like this bit of a commodious mess between vampire, zombie, and werewolf. And they're making the vampires like mindless beasts. And to me, the vampire, I like the tradi traditional vampire. Uh, I like the idea of seduction, um, winning people over, turning people voluntarily. I like the idea that a vampire can feed and kill its prey, but the actual aspect of turning someone is a complicated process and needs a, requires a level of mastery. Not you just get bitten and that's it, you're a vampire. You know, this is where the, the mix of genres and it annoys me a bit. And yeah, I'm an old fart, maybe a bit of traditionalist. <laughs> a traditionalist horror fan, imagine that. You know, I want my traditions and my uh, fancy stuff, but I just think what they're doing is, yeah, they're trying to break, with this constant need to try and break new ground, what they're doing is making everything homogenous. You can barely tell the difference now between a vampire, zombie, or werewolf movie. I talked about it in Hal. They, they didn't look like werewolves. They looked like you could almost take a character out of that movie, stick it in this film. Uh, God, what was another one? Have I reviewed a zombie movie recently? I think the last thing was The Sadness. Um, we're going to be doing one then next month anyway, but um, we're going to look at Donald Dead. But um, I was talking about the difference between zombie and infected, you know, splitting the two genres up. Uh, and this is what we're seeing now. I think that's what I find disappointing. Sorry, just trying to collect my thoughts. The joys of going live and not reading from a script, but that's what we're all about. Yeah, they've kind of made this a bit of a hodgepodge mess. So you don't have your distinct vampire character anymore. You don't have your distinct zombie character anymore. You don't have your distinct werewolf character anymore. Um, and they're blended in and the movies are just becoming generic. They're just becoming generic, infected movies. You get bit turned into monster, woo. But back to the story, Nadja's in the plot or sorry, in the cargo hold, comes up, there's dogs and kennels, um, and sleep pisses me off, don't kill the dog, do whatever you want to people, I just, you know, I'm not a lover, what can I say, but yeah, she kills a small one, one of the guys goes down to set off a bomb, but she needs it, obviously blood to get her strength back, she kills the wee, wee Pomeranian type thing, um, she goes, kills the guy that was setting the bomb, and then she sets up the flipping pit bull to take the fall for it. And I'm just like, oh, you bitch. 
because then the rest of them come down to discover and then because the, the wee dog's been killed and the, the guy and have a pit bull out going, oh, and they sh- obviously you don't see it getting shot, but still, fuck off. <laughs> I think that's what put me off. Um, she's sneaky and twisted, and uh, if you do have the dogs, man, then sorry, you've no, uh, <laughs> you're no hero to me, stuff you. Um, her vampire is very disappointing. So you don't get, and that's what I'm saying about the mixing of the genres. Um, she's more like a slightly stronger zombie version of herself as opposed to proper vampire. And plus she's an experienced vampire, so it's not like she's just been turned. So I can get the vampire having a ravenous hunger, but as we see later on, um, it doesn't make any sense. You know, it's a vampire, yeah, has the thirst. That's the whole point. But a vampire can be sated. It doesn't just... It's not a zombie. Just eats and eats and eats and eats till it's, you know, completely... It, it eats until it's... Uh, it's hunger sated. It replenishes the strength, you know. I mean, it's a human. You know what I mean? It's a living... It's a thinking being. This, they turned them into zombies. Vampire zombie hybrid, you know. Like I said, the generic infected monster, which is starting to get my nerves a bit because it's cheap, it's lazy, and the whole point of horror is the antagonist, the beast, is a character on its own. If you don't have a good antagonistic character, there's nothing for the heroes to band against. It's not terrifying, it's not enjoyable, and this is where it you know, falls apart. So she goes up against these guys who are obviously trained mercenaries. She doesn't really get to, you know what I mean? There's better running forward and trying to free people because what, what they're effectively doing is they've, they have a, they've took the crew, uh, the passengers hostage, the bundle together, they've got the recording, they've put the plane in autopilot and then they're busy going to bug out. So once it hits over a certain uh, set of coordinates, they're jumping out of the plane and then the plane's going to you know crash in New York. That sort of thing that's that's basically what their plan is they start off to do that and then effectively Nadja gives herself away so then they'll start to go and investigate so where the other just you know, I mean this movie would have been over I suppose uh if the plane had of uh they had just jumped out of the plane and the kite on it would have happened oh yeah the whole scene at the start the scene at the start is the plane landing um in the UK and the army coming around so they're kind of skipped back in time as to how the plane's doing that. So that's not really a spoiler, but one thing that pisses me off, if you're going to do the British Army, do it right. British Army do not salute unless wearing headdress. So freaking get up and stand, stand the attention. You brace yourself the attention. If you're not wearing regimental headdress, you don't salute. And I do believe that's all, all branches. So Navy, unless you're wearing headdress, you don't salute. Air Force, unless you wear a headdress, you don't salute. What you do instead is, if you're not wearing a headdress, you brace up the attention. Job done. This whole thing of copying American-style fucking throwing salutes up left, right, and center and fucking wavy hands, I guess, shit. You know, fucking throwing them left, right, and center like arseholes really winds me up when they applied to the British Army. Fuck off. Sorry, but piss off. Second move, it's basically... Um, it really takes about 20 seconds 
they're listening to Gob Shelley, they immediately go, now nah, you don't do that. Do it this way instead. Job done. And what was our sub the uniforms? I don't know why they do that. They always are sub uniforms. Fucking have them looking weird. Um, I think it's the thing with you no, know, they don't use like cap badges, which is fair enough. You know I mean, uh, regiments don't want to be uh, directly linked with a movie unless it's a documentary style. So that's fair enough. But you can make it look a bit better. Fucking Doctor Who was the worst for that. Um, making British Army, but then again, it's the paedophile club, so fucking hit anything British anyway, so but I was, I'm just sick of these uniforms, and Michael Bay, he needs a punch in the face it's the shit he did with the Transformers movie, showing British soldiers, just stupid fucking badges uh, sorry, that's on a rant but they've done it with this movie as well and the Spectrum Forces guys trying to get on, they look like fucking SWAT team rejects it doesn't take much to look of anything, and it doesn't take a lot of money Loads of military surplus storage. You can rent stuff. You can hire vets. Who actually, you know, I mean, there's reenactors bring their own freaking spend money on their own kit because that's their whole thing. Or you could fucking hire a bunch of airsofters, and they'd look a hundred times better. Yeah, they'd be twenty stone overweight because that's airsofters for you. But still, you could find a hardcore group of about ten of them that looked the part. It's easily solved without very much money. I just I hate the way they do it. Sorry, that's my mid movie ramp. <laughs> the right random stuff. Um but yeah. Nadja keeps trying to go back to get her son. It's it feels like they're stringing the movie out at this point. I think that's a the problem. They're kinda making it string out longer of these action sequences because it has it had a certain runtime. There's this one guy, um, Carl, one of the hijackers, who dressed up as a, a nurse steward, and he's a bit of a psychopath, and he enjoys what he does, but too much and inflicted pain, etc. Um, he gets a he actually because she has this uh, injection kit, almost like diabetes kit, you know, um, the manager condition. It's prescribed a lot of stuff, so she's carried this onto the plane. And he gets one of the syringes and takes her blood and injects it into himself. And then that starts the whole getting everybody turned into vampire slash zombie type things because they just turn into mindless killers, lose their ability to speak and just, you know, and it's just like, come on, make your mind up. But they're still affected by the sun. And now, because they use a, a UV torch that. Uh, fight them off and yeah I'm struggling here because I've just realised thinking back in this movie it was just a lot of filler it starts off with a good premise of the plane landing all the hype you know getting ready to board it and then the actual hijack taking place I don't know why they did it as a... That's what threw me off, I think, as well. They didn't need to do that as a cutback scene. They could have just put that in, made it a linear movie. It didn't add anything. In fact, uh, what it did was it kind of ruined the movie to begin with. So they had not had to just put that in this place where it was meant. But what happened was it got Elias out of the plane. He's telling the story. And then this is all a flashback from his perspective. Just, nah, doesn't work. 
God, what else can I talk about this movie? Um, yeah, now I'm thinking about it. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Now I'm actually thinking back. Only watched it last night. Um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't best. The way they did the vampires. I had her flashback how she got turned, and then she found a person that killed her husband and turned her. And it's just depressing. And the thing about vampires, yeah, they can be horrific. They're monsters, but they're evolved monsters. That was that's the whole point of the vampire genre, is that vampires are above the food are the step above the food chain of humanity and they're supposed to be more evolved because they're immortal long-lived and these vampires are just scrubbing about in the dirt and they're acting more like zombies you know and the ones that she turned are just um they're bad and then everyone starts eating each other in the plane and stuff and yeah zombies on a plane basically and then we cut back to the scene where the special forces team are getting ready to go in of course they accidentally play the thing because farad manages to land the plane by getting through the control tower not cliche but then they accidentally play the the islamic terrorist script though so now everyone thinks he's a terrorist so that's all dragged out Uh, what else? Fucking Elias tries to get back to the plane. They take him to the hospital. He escapes from an ambulance because he's only 10, but he's a 10 year old MacGyver. Super. Um, yeah, I think that's what annoyed me. They made, they made him more powerful than his mother, who's the vampire. Because his mother's getting knocked about left, right, and center. And. Uh, getting tripped up and beaten and then it goes up to the fact yeah i'm just gonna wrap this up because god now i think about it now i'm going back over the movie in my mind while talking about it um yeah it's not really enjoyable god i need something fun i do i need a fun i think i need a horror comedy um much more than one i'm gonna finish off and talk about it tomorrow but um yeah i need i need something fun now because this is getting some of these movies are getting depressing uh, it's just how bland they are. <laughs> yeah, so we get the end. Alias, not only does he escape, um, you know, out of a moving locked ambulance, but also soldiers can't catch him, and he just is able to run. Well, there's special forces soldiers as well. Don't have a perimeter around a, a friggin' airplane in an abandoned, isolated uh, airstrip. He's just able to run up to it, and then as the soldiers are taking the plane, the zombies take them. Then he sees his mother. His mother's now an inhuman monster because feeding makes them more frenzied. Zombie. They're fucking zombies. They're not vampires. They're zombies. Um, that's what I'm talking about, the generic mess of this, because even in hell, that annoyed me a bit, you know, the made the werewolves almost generic as well and uh we're losing the individualness you know what made each of these genres last for so long and unique the vampire genre has lasted for so long because there's certain traits and rules and characteristics of a vampire the werewolf genre has had such a long volume because there's that whole aspect 
Um, the zombie genre has had its whole, you know, like the original George Romero zombies of actually the dead rising. Um, what's happened is they're just new genre called, you know, basically the infected. And instead of making that its own thing, the grif- the grafted, sorry, not grafted, that's that's a horrible word to use. Um, the grafted onto the zombie genre, and then they've kind of bled into the others instead of having that its own unique thing. And then that would make that, you know, like 28 Days Later is a perfectly infected movie. You can still watch that today, a really great movie. Um, that's what they need to do is separate the infected genre and let it develop into its own thing and explore. Um, they had a good style with the Resident Evil movies, you know, exploring different things. Yeah, I know there's haters out there. People think a lot of them cheesy and a lot of the later ones were, but they still had character. Like the first two are great, great watches. I love them. Yeah. There's some silliness, but it's Hollywood, you know, action flick. But still, the films are... Um, they need to put that genre in its own box for a while. Like a wine. It's a recent genre. The Infected is a recent genre. Let's be honest. Um, it hasn't really been touched on until like 28 days later. I think that was kind of one of the groundbreaking ones. I know they had the Quatermass experiment and Omega Man and all that kind of stuff. But that was like post-apocalyptic afterwards. You need to let that develop into its own thing and stop bleeding into other franchises because it's not ready yet because we're seeing it now in these movies that it's all becoming jumbled and generic and you can almost go beat for beat what's going to happen so this movie finishes up Eli's Elias sorry I keep calling him Eli <laughs> um something Eli in the brain but Elias sees his mother his mother's about to charge him he has a detonator for the bomb because that happened because you give a 10 year old bomb detonators and have him like I said they had him run about he was more of an action hero than the grown adult that was his mother with supernatural powers and then he blows up the plane because yeah and then oh god um Farad escapes and she's like look after my son it was really really badly done um there's a good there's a good basis for a story here but it just ended up all over the place um yeah they just let them go like the wee kid had a detonator this guy's got off a plane they don't want to they don't want to do a debrief even though they seem weird shit on the body cams when the special forces team were jumping in um yeah that was it and then also you see hundreds of soldiers like there's about a full company's worth of soldiers gangling towards the plane in a big <laughs> frigging group. Uh, it was uh, awful. I don't know who they got to play or who the military advisor was in this, but uh, don't hire them again for anything. Uh, uh, they must have got a cosplay or a bear softer to frigging be the military advisor. <laughs> and the fire engines are doing nothing. I guess the whole thing's wrecked and the fire engines are just sitting there going, one fire engine going woo woo woo. And it's a generic fire brigade engine, not the ERP. If you're familiar with airports, they have their own um, like fire engines and they're specific for, you know, they're the electric ones and they're designed to basically rush on with a foam. A water, a normal fire engine with water isn't going to 
tackle um, aviation fuel based fire. That's why you have these specific, you know, fire engines for airports to have the foam because you spray water. You know, you know the old thing. You know the fire brigade um, safety videos. Like if you got a chip pan fire, you know, you throw water on it's going to go everywhere. Just a wee bit of thought, honestly, a bit, a bit more thought, and this could have been good, but I'm just tired. I'm tired of this generic, you know, oh, zombie movies are the thing, infected movies are the thing, so we've got to make it all like that. The, everyone's thinking, you know, these execs are just thinking on their nose, oh, got to jump on a bandwagon, and they're not thinking, especially streaming services, because I think this is uh, a Netflix own. But they're not thinking new customers or somebody might revisit it. Like I'm, uh, this came out twenty eighteen. I'm revisiting now. Or was it twenty twenty? Sorry, give me a sec. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, it was last year, so it was pretty recent. My apologies. I'm, I'm getting mixed up with dates. Um, <laughs> something. That's the joys of being old and having a, a memory lapses and things. Uh, but yeah, this is only about last year. We're seeing this with all these movies. Like I'm, I'm watching it a year later. They're not thinking that anyone's going to watch it two, three years down the line. But that fad's gone and making it a standalone movie. And it's not about special effects money because I have plenty of that. It's just stick to the lore. Use the lore as a as a benchmark and play with it. But your user going off all over the place and everything's just become fucking bland and corporate. You know what I mean? This has corporate blandness all over it. There you go. That's my review. Um, so I was... Yeah, usually uh, I realise about a lot of these movies I watch and I forget about them like an hour later because yeah, I think they're designed, you just watch them and forget about them. You know, they're not really much uh, hard put in them. This is the fast food chain of horror movies. Um, guys, do me a favor, just give me some suggestions, please. I'm looking for stuff within the last two to three years that maybe missed, um, missed the cinema released and is maybe not as well known as like the big titles. You know, uh, I don't want to talk about the Conjuring series because I've already done it. Oh, like, you know, what I mean, it just, um, I'm trying to find all these little movies that have popped about and maybe we can find some gems. So if you've got any suggestions, leave them in the comments, please. And uh, wherever you find this video, because I know I'm streaming all over the show and post the links, but yeah, leave a comment, please. Um, give us some suggestions, have a look, and uh, hope we get everyone to find some uh, good ones. <laughs> Cheer yourselves up a bit. But there you go. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, until next time, folks, then uh, keep it creepy, keep it horrific. <laughs>